Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, Podcast Land. Hello, listeners. <laughs> You're back here again with us here at By the By. That's right. I'm yeah. Bradford. I'm Angela. And uh, you're you. Yeah. And that's good enough. You're the microphone people. And we love you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so coming up this uh, this Friday, it's finally here. It's uh, the beginning of World Prod. World Prod starts on Saturday, but we are leading in on Friday night. At our secret spot, it's our pendulum party, and we have the pre-party coming up uh, right before the pendulum party, and it's going to be awesome, and there's going to be a lot of people there, and they're all going to be sexy, and I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Woo! Uh, then, like, it's going to be a busy weekend for us. We've got uh, a get-together at a local pub for a lot of the uh, of, of folks uh, from our Discord chat, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday, we are going to do Fair Day. Yeah. Which is my favorite day of the year. Yeah, it's a good it's a good intro and kind of lead into to World Pride and to Sydney Mardi Gras where all the stalls are up and vendors and all the fun stuff. We'll be there. Pippin will be there dressed up in his rainbows. Yes. Yeah. He'll be cute. Yeah. He'll be cute. Well, we'll be there. <laughs> I'll be cute. Uh it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna very, be very very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're gonna have a whole mob of folk that that are there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a big weekend. What else do we have going on? Do we have anything else? No, I don't think so. That's that's it for now. Yay. I mean, boo, but yay. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, First, I want to let people out there know that you are back on Grindr. (laughs) That's true. Bradford, remember, well. You you wanted to be a slut this year. I did. I said in January that I was going to be a slut. And I got to be honest, January came and went and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're into February. And now we're into February, and I was like, all right. So I was traveling, and I was on Grinder, and I met somebody, and it was awesome. Yeah. 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 Tell us any more about that. I mean, do you want to know more? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. he's a fox. Yeah, so and, I... And you've not really played with a fox before. I'd, I honestly have never played with a pet. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Prey. I, I've never played with a non-prey pet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've never played with a pet that wasn't uh, female bodied. Mm. So it was kind of cool to be. So, I mean, if we if we go through the whole thing, I, you know, I was on Grinder, and this this person kept popping up with a um, a furry kind of cartoon, the, the, the great porn that I love. Mm-hmm. And I just messaged him like, you know, that's a great character. Did you design him? And he was like, yeah. And we just chatted and. Next thing you know, we we're on Telegram instead of on Grinder, which you know, that's now it's getting serious. <laughs> um, but it was because he had stickers that had been created for his persona, mm. and he, yeah, it was they were great little stickers on Telegram, mm. and I was like, this is awesome, I love this, and so we ended up setting up a play date, and you know, you got to, you got to like. like when you work with people who are like, I tell you what, we were sharing an apartment. I was sharing an apartment with a colleague. Mm-hmm. And when the colleague is like, I tell you what, I'll give you the apartment for a couple of hours. Have your fun, but I want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they left and I did. And he came over and um, yeah, it's the whole 
fox thing is weird because so he said that he started out he thought he was uh, a wolf and then he, he said the more I thought about it I was like no I feel more like a fox mm-hmm. and then we played and um, he was Argentinian so you know he habla espanol mm-hmm. and so he we would like it was a lot of really interesting play because for me it was interesting play because I'm not used to this kind of um again you, it's just not the kind of play that you get a lot it's a lot of nuzzling and snuggling yeah. and and bites and nipping and uh, like a, a lot of fellows don't purr mm. and foxes don't purr but there was that growling purr you know kind of thing <laughs> which is just really hot and it sounds really hot it was really hot and there was a couple of those moments where I was like I this is kind of, I need to like drink this in for a second cuz this is mm. awesome but again I you know I took some pictures and posted it to discord uh, of some of the bite marks that he left. And I really wish I'd taken them that day because they were really clear. Um, But it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, Would 10 out of 10 would do again. Yeah. So does this make you want to do any more meetups and stuff here? Cause like, I know we've talked about like going to munches, moshes, et cetera, and getting to know some people in the local community, which we really haven't done. Yeah, We haven't. And I don't know. I find it, Cause that's different. Like it's different between like sex play and then like pet play. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And this was very much sex play. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I find it really intimidating to be honest. Okay. Uh, and it does go back to something that we've talked about multiple times on the podcast. We're talking about going into a space that is already occupied mm-hmm. and I'm, I am imagining, I don't have proof of this, but I'm imagining that many of the people that are going to these munches, they know each other, right? They're going to see each other again. And it, you are, it's that, oof, that's a, that's a big kind of leap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand that. And it's, it's really intimidating. Yeah. And again, for, you know, for a a bisexual Hmm. human, it's, it's even more intimidating because most of the most of the pets uh, in the, in the, I, I don't know. I say that most of the, I think most of the pets I would want to play with are, you know, probably gay men. Yeah, probably. It's very possible. So I don't know. It's um, I still think it's something we should investigate at some point. I'm not a hundred percent against it, mm. but yeah, it was, I'll take the lead and talk to people. It was a lot of fun. I, 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 he would, he, uh, he would purr kind of I'd do that purring grr thing mm-hmm. and he, ah, Si, mi zarrito. Zarrito. Had he played with other pets before? Did he say, did you guys talk about that? Yeah, so we talked about it a bit. So he, yes, he had. But I was the first one he'd played with since he had been in Melbourne. Mm. And so, yeah, he was was talking about how he'd had a few play partners that were pets. um, But, like, he was telling me about, like, He's more on the furry side, right? Once right. the full fursuit yeah. kind of um, what we would have called a mascot kind of costume fursuit, fursona kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm more on the pup side, the neoprene and mm-hmm. the harness and that kind of stuff. But he was telling me about two conventions that are in Australia, one in the Gold Coast and one in Sydney. Uh, I looked up the one in Sydney, which comes up in June or July, and mm-hmm. it says it's already sold out. I'm going to email them and just see, like, yeah. does that mean that you're not going to release any more day passes? Or yeah. the one in the Gold Coast, they do, they're they sold out for the full pass, like the three-night uh, right. pass or three-day pass, but they do have day passes available. So Which like, is probably all we would do anyway. Yeah, I just yeah. want to go by and see some of the booths, and, and that's really what I mm-hmm. would love to see. Uh, so, yeah, it, but, yeah, I, I, I am very much now intrigued about playing with more furries, mm-hmm. pets. That's good. Yeah, it was. If you can find any that let me watch, that'd be. Even I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just interesting, and it was so kind of like, it was unlike normal play because he was, you know, he's fifteen years younger than me. <laughs> it's so old. I'm so old. Uh, but he was. Yeah, babe, just wait. I know, right? <laughs> and but he was also very. There was we didn't talk once we started playing. There was no talking. But he would throw me around like, woo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, there was this really great moment where he had pinned me down with my arms kind of under, under my chest and I was laying on my stomach and he kind of gets on top of me and it was like, then he starts biting my shoulder and I was like, 
oh, wow, this is doing it for me. <laughs> this is, this is all right. I like this. Let's, let's continue to do this. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. So you're definitely the subbier animal there. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think. It sounds that, really hot. I don't think anybody's surprised by that, yeah, but yeah. yes, I was the subbier animal. <laughs> I'll have to be a fly on the wall in that room. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so good. It was a fun, fun time. Yeah. I'm back, baby. I know. Then you had another hookup as soon as you got home. I know. I landed and like, <laughs> I landed, get get home. And like, it was Friday. It was like one o'clock. I got home and I was just exhausted. I was done with everything. And so I immediately get on Grinder and this, the guy that I've, the sort of the regular hookup that's mm. over in the apartment complex near us. He was like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. I was like, hey, I haven't, you know, I haven't been here in a while. He's like, were you traveling? You've been way far away. And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you want a blowjob? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Who's going to say no to that? Yeah. So what I love is on the way over, I messaged you because I was like, what time are you going to be home? Because I didn't want to be like, mm. you know, you being, <laughs> you get home. You're like, where's Bradford? Uh, and I told you, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to a grinder hookup. You're like, well, save some for me. I'm like, don't you Not worry. Not like that. No, that's but, exactly yeah. how it was. <laughs> yeah. So I, just, I want a piece of you too. And yeah. So yeah, just make sure you got a little bit left. It didn't. And like, like literally I was just going over there. It was pure frustration. Yeah, I needed, yeah. Yeah. I was tired. I was like, I just need to yeah. <laughs> unload. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was great. Yeah. It's good. So two grinder hookups in a week. Yeah. Yeah, so Bradford's back. I'm back. So if you're around, get on Grinder. You might find him. <laughs> it's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, good fun. Highly recommend. Yeah. So there you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was also talking to another guy on Grinder who was like, "Hey, I'm by." I'm like, "Cool." And he was like, "Does your partner know you're here on here?" I'm like, "She sure does." He's like, "Oh, does does she care?" I was like, "It turns her on." He's like, "Ooh." <laughs> Does it turn her on to watch you with another guy? Yes. When Would I, it turn her on to watch you with me? Yes. Would it turn you on to watch me with her? Yes. When, <laughs> when are we doing this? I know. And I was like, he was like, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. We'll, uh, I think he's like, well, let's, let's, you and I get together and we'll see how we click. And if we do, yeah. then, you know. Fair. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. Hey, all right. That works. Yeah. Go down that, that road of things. I'll be the litmus test. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, if you guys don't get along, then, you know, what's the point still? So, right. yeah. I know, but I, I'm just like, why can't all three of us just get together? Yeah. I mean, I tend to agree, but it's probably <laughs> comfort level or whatever. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So grinder. Love it. There you go. Yeah. Start getting stories again. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. So what we're really going to talk about tonight, because that was just a bit of curiosity that I know I wanted to know and probably everybody else did too. Well, I was going to say all the folks on our discord, I had at no less than three private mm -hmm. DMs and a direct text after I posted it on discord. <laughs> and they were like, I would like more to hear more. <laughs> see, see, everybody um, wants to know. And if you want to get on our discord, all you have to do is support us on any level on patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And you will get the invite into the magical Discord land where you can see bite marks that mm. animals leave on me. <laughs> sexy, yeah. sexy animals. Yeah. Cool. All right. So ready for the real, real stuff? You betcha. Real juice? Because that was fake juice. That was, that was not fake juice. <laughs> no. But yes. Um, okay. So in response to last week's podcast where we talked about the five love languages and the seven love styles. Yes. There were styles. Yeah. Yes. So in response to that, we had one of our dear friends and constant listeners who messaged and said, Hey, have you ever looked at or heard about the apology languages? I'm sorry. I hadn't. No, I had not either. <laughs> I got it. Um, but no, I hadn't either. And it's by the same people who did or same guy who does the five love languages. Apparently there are, according to him, five apology languages. And so we went and did that test and we're going to, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but first I'll start with going through what the five apology languages are according to him. Yes, please. Okay. So we have... The first one is expressing regret, which is in a nutshell saying, I'm sorry, but I'll read from the website in more detail. Expressing regret is the apology language that zeroes in on emotional hurt. It is an admission of guilt and shame for causing pain to another person. 
For those who listen for expressing regret apologies, a simple I'm sorry is all they look for. There is no need for explanation or payback, provided the apology has truly come from the heart. Expressing regret is a powerful apology language because it gets right to the point. It doesn't make excuses or attempt to deflect blame. Above all, expressing regret takes ownership of the wrong. For that reason, expressing regret is understood as a sincere commitment to repair and rebuild the relationship. The expressing regret apology language speaks most clearly when the person offering the apology reflects sincerity not only verbally but also through body language. Unflinching eye contact and a gentle but firm touch are two ways that body language can underscore sincerity. So it's showing remorse and, yeah. and you know, apologizing for, for what it is. That would be your apology language if you want someone to acknowledge the hurt that they caused. Say, I, I know I caused you hurt. Uh, if you want someone to show and express that they regret their actions and if you want to have your emotions validated. Um, then, then that will kind of all be encompassed in that one. The next one is accepting responsibility. So this is when someone admits that they were wrong and, and what they did. And from the website, it says, it's very difficult for some people to admit that they're wrong. It makes them doubt their self-worth and no one likes to be portrayed as a failure. However, as adults, we must all admit that we make and will make mistakes. We're going to make poor decisions that hurt our mates, and we're going to have to admit that we were wrong. We have to accept responsibility for our own failures. For many individuals, all they want to hear is the words, I'm wrong. If the apology neglects accepting responsibility for their actions, many partners will not feel as though the apology was meaningful and sincere. Many partners need to learn how to overcome their ego, the desire not to be viewed as a failure, and simply admit that their actions were wrong. For a mate who speaks this apology language, if an apology does not admit fault, it is not worth hearing. Being sincere in your apology means allowing yourself to be weak and admitting that you make mistakes. Though this may be hard to do for some people, it makes a world of difference to your partner who speaks this language. So this is more about taking ownership of hurting someone else and stating clearly what you've done wrong, showing that you can learn from it and, and like, you know, like they don't want to hear excuses. They want you yeah. to own up to it, basically. Then the third one is making restitution. So this is finding a way to correct the situation. In our society, many people believe that wrong acts demand justice. The one who commits the crime should pay for the wrongdoing. A mate who speaks this love language feels the same way towards apologies. They believe that in order to be sincere, the person who is apologizing should justify their actions. The mate who's been hurt simply wants to hear that their mate still loves them. There are many effective ways to demonstrate sincerity in an apology. Each mate must learn the other's love language in order to complete the act of restitution. Though some mates may feel as though all is forgotten with a bouquet of flowers, that may not necessarily work for all mates. Every mate should uncover what their partner's main love language is. Words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. Or last week's podcast. Right. And use that specific language in order to make restitutions in the most effective way. For a mate whose primary apology language is making restitutions, no matter how often you say I'm sorry or I was wrong, your mate will never find the apology sincere. You must show strong efforts for making amends. A genuine apology will be accompanied by the assurance that you still love your mate and have a desire to right the wrongdoings committed. So this is when somebody wants you to prove that, that you've corrected the problem and that you know, you're, you're doing something different. Um, they want to make things right again and, and they want, you know, you to take the lead in the situation. So that's when, when that one's going to come into play. So the fourth one is planned change, or it can also, in some places I've seen it also referred to as genuinely repenting. So this is requiring a change in behavior for some individuals. Planned change is the convincing factor in an apology. Some mates will doubt the sincerity of an apology if it's not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify their behavior to avoid the situation in the future. Admitting you're wrong creates vulnerability. It allows your mate to get a glimpse of your heart. The glimpse of true self is assurance that the apology was sincere. One important aspect of planned change is verbalizing your desire to change. Your mate cannot read your mind, though you may be trying to change inside. If you do not verbalize your desire to change to your mate, most likely they will still be hurt. It's also important to make a dedicated plan for a change. 
Often apologies involving change fail because the person never establishes steps of action to help ensure success. Taking baby steps towards change instead of insisting on changing all at once will increase your chances of successfully changing your ways. It's important to remember that change is hard. Constructive change does not mean we will immediately be successful. There will be highs and lows on the road to change. You must remember that anyone can change their ways if they're truly and genuinely ready to change. So this is would be your language if you're if you need proof that somebody is actually going to do something different next time if they're actually changing and and adjusting their behaviors to make sure that you're not going to be let down next time. So this is more than just words. And then the last one is requesting forgiveness. So this one allows the other person time to process being hurt before assuming everything is back to normal. And from the website, it says, in some relationships, a mate wants to hear their partner physically ask for forgiveness. They want assurance that their mate recognizes the need for forgiveness. Asking for forgiveness shows that you realize you've done something wrong and that you're willing to put the future of the relationship in the hands of the offended mate. Requesting forgiveness is not easy. It often leaves one vulnerable to rejection. Many people have a hard time seeking forgiveness because it means admitting that you have failed. The only way to overcome this fear is to recognize that it is very common amongst mankind. The commonality makes it okay to be a failure. It allows a stubborn mate to apologize to their partner and become a healthy individual. Ultimately, it's important to remember that there's a difference between asking for forgiveness and demanding forgiveness. When we demand forgiveness, we tend to forget the nature of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice the offended party is supposed to make. Demanding forgiveness takes away the sincerity of asking for it. Remember not to treat forgiveness lightly. It is something to be cherished and appreciated. The act of forgiveness is hard on both ends, for the person who's asking and for the person who's accepting. So this one is more... I would say appropriate if reconciliation is hard and somebody might need time to think about it and be like, no, yeah, I'm okay with, with the apology. Um, they might need some space to think about it. And they, I think it's, I think this one, I feel like is more about the space anyway and giving them that the ability to say like, when you're ready, yeah. you know, please forgive me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the five there. So we'll get through these first and then we can kind of talk about them a bit more. So, we both took the test. We to did. See, so we know our love languages. While they shifted a little bit, they're still fairly close. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see how this is. I am too. I yeah. am too. Yeah. Because we don't fight or argue. Um, Not often. We uh, let me rephrase that. We rarely have reason to ask forgiveness of one another. Well, say so we have disagreements, but not like it's rare that we have like a big fight or a big argument or something that's really divisive. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So it's like, I, I was trying to think of the times that you've asked for forgiveness or I've asked for forgiveness and I can only think of maybe a couple of times. Yeah. So I, then I was like, okay, how did I ask for forgiveness? Yeah. And I mean, that's the question because you know, when we do fuck up and inevitably in this lifestyle, we're going to fuck up or we have fucked up. And so the question is, you know, we're going to ask for forgiveness in the way that we would want it, but is that how our partner can experience it? Yeah. And even though our love languages are similar, it could be that our our apology languages are different, or they might be similar. I don't know. Yeah. So if you're not apologizing in the way that your partner can receive it and understands it and, and wants to accept it, then you're probably not really going to get very far. And it's, it's going to be a lot harder anyway. Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Do, do we want to go through yours all in order and then mine all in order? I don't know. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So what's yours? Um, at 32%, my highest is expressing regret. Mm-hmm. At 28%, accept responsibility. 20%, request forgiveness. 16%, planned change. Mm-hmm. 4%, make restitution. All right. So my top one at 36% was also expressing regret. Then we deviate for a bit. My second highest is planned change at 28%. That doesn't surprise me. I know, I know. (laughs) And then requesting forgiveness at 12%, accepting responsibility at 12%, and making restitution at 12%. Wow, you had pretty even there at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. My bottom ones were all pretty even. Expressing regret was top, and planned change was not terribly far behind. Um, and then the last three were all pretty, pretty even there. Cause like for me, half 
is represented by the expressing regret and accept responsibility. Yeah. And for me, a little more than half is expressing regret and plan to change. So that's interesting. So I, it is good that we both have expressing regret at the top um, yeah. and decently at the top, because I f- that means that when one of us does fuck up and apologizes to the other one, we're probably doing a pretty okay job in the first instance. It's yes. it's yeah. then what happens after that, right? Because it's the, you know, okay, I fucked up. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I hurt you, whatever it is kind of thing. You're acknowledging your partner's feelings. But then what happens after that? Like, I want to see that that there's going to be something different done next time. Exactly. And I don't care about that shit. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because I was reading through these and a lot of the, again, so my plan to change and make restitution together are the bottom 20%. Mm-hmm. And like, it's fine for you to, I say you, but it's fine for mm-hmm. someone to say, I will, I'll do things so that I don't do this again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And my attitude is always, why didn't you do those things first? Like you, those things should have already been there. So I don't care about this future crap. Just you fucked up. Don't do it again. <laughs> but I don't care how you're not going to do it again. It's the kind of my attitude. And I was thinking a lot about work and the whole make restitution. I, I've always hated that about our penal system. I don't want an eye for an eye. I don't want you to, to give me something because you screwed up. Because in my mind, and I would, I'm sure this says something about the way I was raised, in my mind, all that saying is you're paying a cost for your fuck up, for your fuck, because you fucked up, yeah. which means if you know that's the cost, you may go ahead and have that banked so that you can fuck up yeah. and then just pay with the cost. Um, speeding is the example yeah. that I'll use, yeah, right? Absolutely. Speeding is a ridiculous thing. Rich people don't care if they get a ticket. Poor people care if they get a ticket. Mm. And so, you know, that's it. Shit like that drives me crazy. No, I tend to <laughs> agree in that regards. I think for me, the reason that plan change is so high, and I'm, I guess I was thinking about it more in lifestyle situations, maybe not necessarily as much work types of things, but it's because I want to know that, you know, yeah, fucked up. I'm sorry, whatever. But I also want to, like, what are we going to do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Like, are we going to communicate better? Are we going to put different signals in place? Are we going to, you know, what are we going to do to make sure that we don't end up in the same place again? Because it's like, I don't like being in this place. I don't want to be here. How do we stop that from happening again? And I agree that, you know, yes, the measures should have been there in the first place, but either somebody ignored them or, or they weren't there or they weren't appropriately there. Or maybe, you know, like, especially in lifestyle, if you're talking about communication types of things, and say, you know, you maybe you hook up with somebody that I don't want you to or something. You know, is that because we didn't communicate about it? Is yeah. that because we had old rules that we haven't revisited that we now need to revisit? So I think for me, it, that's where the plan change comes in is like, I don't want to be in this position again. How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? And I can accept that because I look at that from a work point of view. I'm like that. Like this, this project failed. What can we do next time to prevent the project from failing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do, yeah, I, I, I get that. Mm. It, it, I do find it interesting that requesting forgiveness, accepting responsibility, and making restitution were all a bit lower for me and all pretty even. Because I think for me, those ones, I'm kind of like, mm. I feel like if you're expressing regret, you're also in a way accepting responsibility. So, I mean, I know that they're different, but I don't know. Yeah. You have to accept responsibility to truly express regret, right? I feel like. Do you? I feel I don't like know. you do. Do you not? I don't know. That's a good point. I I don't think so. Okay. So. Because, I mean, to me, if they're expressing regret, they're acknowledging that they hurt me. And, and it makes my, I guess it's more, be more about me because it's acknowledging they hurt me. It makes my emotions more valid, but also if they regret their actions, then they're, they're saying I did something wrong. Well, not so yes and no. So I, because uh, accepting responsibility is the, is the equivalency of saying I am wrong. Whereas expressing regret is, could be, I'm very sorry you feel this way. Mm. Also saying that's pretty cheap though. I know, but <laughs> you can still say that in yeah. a much nicer way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm distilling it down to like, or, you know, I, it's, I'm not saying I'm very sorry I made you feel this way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that this hurt you mm. is, yeah. again, I'm sorry that, the, I'm really sorry that this hurt you. 
Mm-hmm. That's not saying I did it mm-hmm. or I'm Fair. I'm not owning the fact that I did it, that I did it. But that is a nicer way of saying I'm sorry you feel this way. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I do see the difference, right? It's it's a hairline, but yeah. very similar to when we were looking at the love languages. A lot of those bleed over because yeah. I've thought a lot about that. If somebody gives you a love letter, are those words of affirmation or is that a gift or is it an act of service because they spent the time to write it? So like, yeah. or is it all three? Yeah. So like. I don't know. I think it's whichever one is your highest and you take it that way. It's yeah, how you right? interpret it. I wrote you a poem. Yeah. Like, it's, which, it's how well, you interpret yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I think that that's what this is as well. It's a bit of a, how do you interpret it? Fair enough. All right. Before we continue on with this discussion, because there's still a few more points to hit, we're going to take a really quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Valentine's Day may have come and gone, but you can play games with your friends and your partners at any time. And, you know, maybe you have to ask forgiveness because you flipped the Monopoly board. You know, one board you won't flip is Curious Humans Game. So go to CuriousHumansGame.com and uh, use checkout code by the by. B-Y-T-A-G-B-I. Why? Because you will get one of the greatest games that we've ever played for 10% off. That's right. 10% off. CuriousHumansGame.com. And uh, yeah, use checkout code by the by. So I uh, recently saw a meme that said, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. And I thought, well, anything's a dildo if you have the right lube. And you know one of the greatest places to get lube? AdamandEve.com. You can go to AdamandEve.com. They have more than just toys. They've got lubes and all the safety prophylactics. They have good shit for your body. When you go there, make sure you use checkout code by the by. B Y T H E B I. Why? Because you will get one of your items at 50% off, and that item might be a big old tub of lube so that anything can become a dildo. What else will you get? You'll get some uh, extra things thrown in your box, some little surprises, you know, a little thank you from Adam and Eve for choosing them. You'll also get free shipping. That's right, folks. Still getting free shipping from adamandeve.com when you use checkout code by the by. You'll also get some videos on demand on a little cards. You just type in the little key thing and you get to watch some sexy, sexy videos. AdamandEve.com. Use checkout code by the by. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. And then, you know, anything you find around your house, it truly can be a dildo. Please note, if you're going to put it in your ass, flared base. Please, flared base all the way. But anything else, use lots of lube and smile. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so I want to continue on talking about this a bit. Okay. Um, because it is interesting, you know, when you look at these five apology languages, you know, you've got expressing regret, planned change, request for forgiveness, accepting responsibility, and making restitution. The way it's presented is that you're, I mean, I guess it's much like the love language that you're going to have one that you want to hear, right? Yeah. And then others are secondary, tertiary, whatever. But in reality, it's going to be one that we want someone to lead with when they're apologizing to us and then follow up with another one or two, right? Or more. Because realistically, 
you know, I want you to come to me with my top one first. Yes. Yeah. And the secondary, tertiary, et cetera, multiples. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's. Like, it's not just a one style and that's all the only way I ever want to be apologized, right? Right. And I don't think that that would be, I think that, again, it's kind of like the love languages thing, right? You're not going to only ever be physical touch. Yeah. Because there are places in the world that that is kind of frowned upon, (laughs) (laughs) right? So you can still express love or ask for forgiveness in different ways Mm. based on, you know, yeah. Yeah, what you what you're looking for. And it may not like making restitution, it may not always be possible depending on on what the situation is. Um planned change as well. It I f- can see that one where there I'm going to say could be and we've probably I'm sure been in a situation where it's like, you know, what can we do to prevent this in the future? And it the first response may be I don't know. Yeah. And it may be we need like it may be that we need time to think on it. You know, maybe that if you're the one in the wrong you go to your partner and say, this is what I'll do. This is what I should do next time or what I should have done this time or whatever. This is why, how we're going to try to keep it from happening again. But it also may be, I don't know. Can we talk about this and figure something out? Because, and I feel like that for me, that would make me feel better because then I feel like I'm part of it and that you value my opinion right. on how to prevent it in the future. Kind yeah. of so I feel like that's more teamwork. And right. so I like that better unless it truly is a cut and dry and be like, I, I did this bad thing and this is this is clearly what I should have done differently yeah. will do differently next time um or try to do different next time I guess you can't always promise but you know I can try try <laughs> <laughs> so I do think I think that's one of the things I do like about the plan change as well is that to me it encourages two-way conversation as opposed to just a one-way yeah I can I can get that I can, yeah. I'm down with that yeah I think one of the things that I find is interesting is all the questions were sort of based on somebody asking me for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It was, none of it was me asking somebody for forgiveness. So. Do you think it'd be different if they were phrased the other way? And that's the thing. I was trying to think about when I, when I fuck up, which never happens. No. uh, no, And when I beg for forgiveness, which is. Go back to episode, what was it? (laughs) I mean, there, perfect example. It'd be interesting to listen to that now and go, okay, what did. What clearly we plan, we did the, the plan change because, you know, that makes for a good podcast, but like, (laughs) (laughs) realistically, but like, how do I ask for forgiveness? And I, I do think that I am very much the expressing regret Mm -hmm. because some of the things that, you know, it's like, you know, firm touch, direct eye contact, like basically saying, you know, I, I did this. I'm sorry. I did this. And it all goes back to something that like, I don't even remember when and where it was, but it was talking about how to properly apologize because so many politicians and famous people are coming out and apologizing and their apologies absolutely suck. They're either deflecting, diverting, or placing the blame on somebody else. And it's clearly insincere. Yeah. And it's yeah. clearly insincere. And so I remember reading something saying like, no, this is how you apologize. You, you know, you do the looking directly into the eyes. You state what you did. You state that you know that it was wrong and you express sincere regret over it. Mm. And I find that that's, that's that good. tends to be the way I apologize. That's a good start. <laughs> right. And yeah. like, so, and I look at this now and I'm like, okay, cool. So 50% of my forgiveness quiz is those, basically those two things. Yeah. 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 So I was also seeing on another site um, where they were talking about other frameworks for apology and restitution. And of course, restitution gets into a whole like criminal element. We're not going to go there. Um, But there was a study in 2016 that was published in Negotiation and Conflict Management Journal. And what a strange journal. (laughs) And they outlined a six step process for apologizing, basically saying that, you know, yes, there's these five. But again, like I said earlier, like it's not just one, right? It's never going to be just one in an isolated incident. You're going to have a series of them, at least multiples, two, maybe three, that you're using in conjunction with one another when you're likely apologizing. But what this six-step process said is that you need all six elements necessary for an effective, meaningful apology instead of just one or two or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they are expression of regret, explanation of what went wrong, acknowledgement of responsibility, the three things you just said. Yeah declaration of repentance, offer of repair, and request for forgiveness. 
So very similar, but there's, but this is saying that you need all six, right? I gotta be honest. I will say one of the things I don't like is the request for forgiveness. I think that, and a lot of these on this test, I feel like if I say, will you please forgive me? That's a shitty thing to say. I tend to agree. I don't Because like that. you're now putting the pressure. They're going to be, if they go like, I'm not ready to forgive you yet, they're going to feel bad or, or so, get, I need time or whatever. And I've always hated that. But I think that's, to me, that's what forgiveness encompasses is it is giving them, it's allowing for that space. So I don't think you should necessarily maybe, I don't know, may, I don't know, I'd be curious to hear from people where forgiveness is high, but I wouldn't think that forgiveness would be the like, oh, I'm really sorry I did the thing. Can you forgive me? Like all at once in one sentence, right? I don't feel like that would be it. I feel like it would be like talking through and then saying, you know, when you're ready, you know, could you forgive me or can we talk about this? Have some time to think about it. Let's reconvene or come back at a different time. But I feel like for me that there that would that's the only one I see that really allows for space to think and to reflect and to yeah. to kind of go through things. And so mine was at 20% mine request was, forgiveness. Yeah, mine was 12. But I know why it was because there was a few of them that were in there that were saying things like, you know, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to answer right now, but I hope you can forgive me. That is different than yeah. will you please forgive me or in that, but that the, the latter is what we often see in movies and whatnot. Yeah. I need you to forgive me. I want you to forgive me. Like, no, dude, you fucked up. You don't get to set the terms of forgiveness. Yeah. I tend to agree that when it's that immediate, like, will you forgive me? It's, is almost pushing them and forcing them into saying yes, even if they don't want to, because they're like, I feel like I should. Um, so I do feel like that's a bit, a bit false there. And, but I think, like I said in the question is, you know, give them some space and then ask for forgiveness or when you're ready, can yeah. you kind of, or let, can we talk about it again? But again, that's the only one I feel like that allowed for space for someone to go away and to think about it. But to just be like, oh, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? Well, no, I'm probably not going to forgive you right away. <laughs> I also, I understand the whole word forgive is what it is, but it also very much has a religious connotation to me. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So for me, it's always like, then it pushes that side of things. And I'm like, and depending on the situation, I'd be like, that's not part of this, right? Interesting. So. So how do you, all right, let's, let's dive, let's de dive deeper into that. <laughs> so like, if you're not asking for forgiveness, forgiveness do you I mean, have a something that you that you are aiming for I, is it not forgiveness it is forgiveness i don't like that word but there's no other word that expresses that right it's a synonym machine <laughs> um because it is forgiveness it is you know i do want you if i'm apologizing i do want you to forgive me and because i, I see forgiveness as an acceptance of the apology and a, as an acceptance of saying that you know yeah i like if i apologize to you and you forgive me, then you're saying that I accept the apology and, and we can now move on. So, but I don't know of another word that would encompass that the way forgiveness would. Absolution. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. Amnesty, clemency, <laughs> compassion, dispensation, grace, mercy, remission, reprieve, vindication, acquittal, charity, condemnation. I can see grace or mercy, but I mean, forgiveness is the best word. Exoneration. It, it truly is. It's just, for me, it still just has the religious connotation, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Lenience. <laughs> but depending on the situation, you know, I may or may not want that religious tilt to it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I actually... But, and it could also just be because, you know, forgiveness is thrown around a lot in religion as something you just do. And it doesn't actually mean that you've actually accepted the fact that, that you were wronged and that the other person apologized and took responsibility. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's just not. Maybe I don't see it as a um, sincere enough word. Woofed. There's a lot to deep <laughs> dig into that one, right? I don't see the word forgiveness as sincere because of my religious upbringing. Oy vey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's. I, I would say, do you understand? But you probably don't. So no, I mean, I I do understand, but that's that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> we can leave that. That meatball alone is fine. <laughs> we can bury that meatball in the backyard. <laughs> right. It's a long meatball. <laughs> what now? Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I completely appreciate that. Uh, and I, I definitely see where you're coming from because it is one of those words that in, you're right, it gets thrown around. Mm. Yeah. 
And I feel like it's, and to me, it's one of those ones that pushes the onus back on the person who was wronged. And I don't feel like the onus should be on them. Right. And that, which goes back to what I was saying again, you know, you, I don't think that you should say, will you, can you, I want you to forgive me because that makes the apology about you. Yeah. Yeah. I really would be curious to hear if anybody on discord, if um, you do this and forgiveness is one of your top ones, I would really love to hear your perspective and, and we can perhaps do another uh, follow up on this. A follow up on our follow up. (laughs) Because yeah, I just, it's not one that I really understand that being someone's top or like, I mean, I guess I I, I understand it from the perspective of, you know, we all have our different ways that we want to be apologized to and that we understand and, and, you know, connect with people. But at the same time, it's, there's so many other connotations to me to that, that I just find it hard to understand that as a, that being your, your primary way of, of wanting to be apologized to. So I don't know, but yeah, I'd be curious to hear from anybody who, who does have that as a really high one. Yeah. But also they probably have a very different view of forgiveness too. So absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we, I'm <laughs> cause clearly my view is a little fucked up. So <laughs> all right, we still love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's, this is an interesting one because I didn't know that this test existed and until our, our friend and, and dear podcast listener messaged. Um, but it's an interesting one to look at, especially in conjunction with the love languages, love styles, just looking at how you connect with people. But those are all about how do you express positivity? And this is more about, you know, when things go wrong, how yeah. do you, how do you handle it? Yeah. How do you handle it? And how do you start that reconnection? And I can see if you're starting your journey in the lifestyle, open relationship, swinging, whatever it is, you know, I can see this being something while not perfect, maybe, but at least to start those conversations as to when things go wrong, when we do something, you know, inappropriate, if we do something wrong in life, whether it be in the lifestyle, whether it be work, whether it be kids, home, whatever it is, you know, how do we make the other person actually understand that we really are apologetic and that we do regret whatever the actions were? Um, yeah, so I do think it's at least a good way to, to start that conversation and to, you know, start looking. And I can see that, if, especially if you and your partner are not on the same page, it can make you more effective at, at you know, make, uh, bettering your relationship when things do go wrong and making your partner feel like, you know, you actually mean it instead yeah. of just saying things. That you might not mean. Yeah. I mean, you probably do, but they don't understand you do because that's not their language. Um. So... One last thing, um, of course, we had posted this to our Discord uh, and, ch- you know, asked all of our listeners uh, on Discord to to screenshot their response for their love language. And if and as you do, there was a Star Trek one. Yeah. And uh, there were two, but yeah, there were two Star Trek ones. I only did the original Star Trek. Uh, which character are you? You can be one of the following Spock, Kirk, Uhura, Chekhov, McCoy, Scotty, Sulu. Um, I took the Star Trek personality test. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 75% Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I'm a <laughs> podcaster, not somebody who just talks random shit in people's ears. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I was 60% Spock, 70% Uhura, 70% Scotty, 55% Chekhov, 35% Sulu and only 20% Kirk. I am not a leader, uh, but I will kiss anything. <laughs> so that's interesting because I did that as well. I did both of them, the, that one in the next generation. And uh, on that one, I was actually, I'm going to say reasonably even across all of them. So I was 55% Spock, 65% Kirk, 50% Uhura, 70% Chekhov, 60% McCoy, 75 Scotty, and 65 Sulu. So pretty even amongst all of them. Next Generation got a little different, though. There was more variation in that one for me. So Who were you mostly um, on there? uh, I had 90% Jean-Luc Picard. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean. And I was actually surprised Data wasn't high. Data was 70% for me, and I'm surprised Data wasn't higher. Yeah. Riker was 75. Crusher was 60. LaForge was 60. And then Troy was 30. And Q was 30. So they were both way low compared to the others for me. 
But yeah, I was kind of surprised with the next generation that data wasn't higher. Yeah. I mean, it was still 70, 70%. And what was, how much percent was Picard? Picard was 90 and Riker was 75. You're, you're clearly a leader that will sleep with anyone. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> surprised your Kirk wasn't higher. <laughs> because, you know, you take, That's this true. is going to yeah. ruffle some feathers. You take Riker and, and mix him with Picard and you get Kirk. Mm. 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 Ah. We're going to get some comments about <laughs> I look forward to that. I support your right to be wrong. I'm very sorry I made you feel this way about <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> oh, my God. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought I'd throw that in there because it made me laugh. Uh, and it's yeah. very it was very descriptive of our little community in that I asked them to take one test and they find something completely different and do it anyway. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So thank you very much to our constant listener and friend Rocket, who pointed us towards the apology language test. Uh, it was good fun. I highly recommend it. Like you said, I think it'd be a good advice for anybody who's kicking around the lifestyle or been in a short term, long term, any term relationship. Kind of nice to know how to mend fences. If you want to reach out to us, please do. You can message us on all of our socials. We are at By The By Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You could go through our website, www.bythebuy.com.au, and contact us through the submissions of contact page. Contact us. Yay. Uh, or you can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Yeah. 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 And we will see you next week when we will be in the midst of uh, World Pride. So, woo, have a good, safe, happy World Pride. And uh, all you crazy motherfuckers who we will see over the weekend, we, it's going to be a busy one, so drink. Rest rest up for Pendulum. Rest up, drink lots of water, some hotter light. Uh, It's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.